Well, hello, I'm Doug Apple with a very special interview for you today. And my guest in the studio is Mr. Bill Harper. And the subject today is the larger love story. What is the story of your life? What is the story of the lives of those around you? And how are you fitting into it? How is your life going, by the way? If you could use some extra wisdom, well, we're going to try to share some of that with you today as we talk about the larger love story with Bill Harper. And Bill, I asked you if you had anything else you wanted me to say about you in way of introduction, so I'll just ask you this. Do you have a title? Labels and titles, it's funny, Doug. It's good to be back, by the way. Uh, you could, you could Once it was lieutenant, and then it was lieutenant colonel, and then it was captain, and uh, the funny thing is about, uh, and then I was a pilot. You know, you know how you can tell there's a pilot in the room, right? Uh, how's that? Just uh, he'll tell you. Oh, he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and all that for years, and now I'm just Bill. Actually, what I am, the title is a man in search of his heart, mm-hmm. and that's what I'll talk about today. So, a man in search of his heart. Uh, to relate to the listeners, especially the men in this case, or the women who love love men. <laughs> How might they be in this situation? Well, you know, life can be this. Uh, I think the larger love story, the larger story that I'm talking about today explains that one question is, why is life so hard? And uh, John Eldridge wrote Wild at Heart years ago, which began the story. And then there's the book Epic, which helps the story. And it is not male or female. It applies to all humans because it answers the question. Um you know, last time I was on the air with you was back in uh, 2012, and we were doing the retreats with Return to Glory, which was a uh, similar to a, a Ransomed Heart boot camp. And it was a retreat for men, and it shared this larger story in the first session, the foundational thing called Epic. And I hear you've been reading that book with me. I finished it. Oh, uh, did you? Well, we'll have to get on to that. But what is the larger story? Um it's it it presents it well. Let's just start with the way the book goes from John Eldridge. Although the book reads someone like Shakespeare, it's a it's based on scripture and it presents the larger story as a four act play. And this is a rough approximation. Par- pardon me, but let's talk with Act One. Back long ago, the Trinity and fellowship uh, in the beginning, uh, and generally represented out of John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. If we could get as far back in the timeline that is written in Scripture as we can, that's it, Mm -hmm. generally. And this is before the creation of the world. It's before the three dimensions in time that we live in now, way back when. Act 1 the fellowship, the Trinity, the love relationship. Then we know in Act 2 that one of the greatest angels rebelled and he was cast down. Call Act 2 the entrance of evil. Uh, Pride uh, took over the angel. And then the creation of the world in the beginning in Genesis and the darkness was formed and he spoke in seven days in the light. That's the beginning of Act 3. And in Act 3, why do all great movies come up where there's a, a, a struggle, a conflict, a great journey or a great battle and enters a hero mm-hmm. and the conflict and uh, saves the day? And in some movies, it's happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Why does that appeal to us? Why are the greatest movies like that? Because that is the larger story. Mm-hmm. The hero has entered the day 2,000 years ago, and he's died and handed to us. No, he's not dead at all Mm -hmm. he's handed the battle for the heart to us so this third act of this play is called the battle for the heart 
And that's where we are now. I will tell you that the thing that gives me hope and endurance and life and purpose and belief at the core of my faith is act four. The kingdom will be restored. I read to the end. It's a good ending on this Mm -hmm. one. And so that's essentially the larger story. But what's it look like in, uh, what's it look like in practice? Well, I tell you, I'm a man who's in search of my heart. I picked up when I started that line, uh, 14 years ago, I simultaneously entered recovery. Uh, You see, Doug, I'm a Christian in recovery for my addiction. I'm a man in search of my heart. My name is Bill. Uh, That is my label in places that I find recovery. Um, Funny, 14 years ago, when I got into uh, recovery and the steps, I also picked up John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And something struck me back then. And now here I am 14 years later, and this is pivotal because it's so true. Uh, John called it Isaiah 61 restoration. I call it what's happened to me. And it comes from uh, the scroll of Isaiah, which Jesus picked up and read in Luke 4, uh, 18 through 19, when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, listen, to bring good news to the poor sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Well, Doug, you see, that's me. I was poor, I was bound, I was blind, and I was oppressed. That's my story. So I know that it's happening. I know that rescue is real, and I know that it's... uh, It's happening in recovery. It's happening in in the 12 steps. It's happening in my life. It's happening in the larger story. And what I want to talk about today is how they're they're so alive and synergistic, Mm -hmm. really, in my life. Um, Right now, it's time for a disclaimer. I I call it Isaiah 61 restoration, but those aren't my words. I speak a lot of what John Eldridge has written. I'm a plagiarist. (laughs) You'll hear me quote Richard Rohr and the the concepts from his book, Breathing Underwater, A Spiritual Guide to the Twelve Steps, which currently is as profound to me as Wild at Heart. And then this book, Epic, which we're going to talk about. Um. The, the plagiarist in me, okay, I didn't figure this all out, and, and, but I started assembling puzzle pieces in my life 14 years ago. Uh, the scriptures have always been kind of cryptic. You had to dig into them. You had to, it's all written in story, and it wasn't immediately clear. Uh, maybe somebody else has seen that, but I have. Prophets come along named John Eldridge, named Larry Crabb, named Dan Allender for everybody and help me understand. Then I'm taken to my knees in a personal experience where I'm hungry and everything starts to fall into place with surrender. Uh, I can't, God can, I'm going to let him. That's steps one, two, and three mm-hmm. of recovery. And so here's the puzzle pieces of my story. This is the way it happened. Um, before I really came to my knees in 2005, I couldn't make sense of the flaws and the character issues and the things I did wrong. And I'm by, by now I'm a husband and a father and I'm trying to make it go right. And I'm not having a lot of success. Well, let me ask you this, Bill, and that is going a little farther back in your story. Where did your parents play in 
that you ended up being uh, where you were before 2005. Doug, they died. My mom died when I was 15. Mm-hmm. My dad died when I was 26. Uh, I had all four of my grandparents and neither of my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ran. I ran behind flight suits and silver wings. I ran into success. Uh, my root wound is abandonment. I know that. Imagine mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My parents didn't play in, but some other pivotal people played in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a stepmom. And, well, and, your parents' absence played uh, in. Uh, indeed. Yeah, it does. It, I mean, there are things that you are working, you were working to figure out that really your parents might have helped you. Uh, maybe not, but they might have guided you through some of that. So, anyway, I just wanted to kind of fill in that backstory a little bit. Um, thanks. Um, you know, I tell you, that abandonment wound I came face to face with in 2005. And guess who did fill that place? And no longer have I rarely ever. It's like the, the wound is a hint of something that was. Mm-hmm. But he filled the place, Christ, in the person, the reality. I can see his face. Amen. And Trinity. Uh, his name is Yeshua, I think. Those are the syllables he is to me that... that his guys said to him on the shores of Lake Galilee. Anyway, back to the pieces of my story. So the puzzle like this is, I can't make sense of any of these pieces. And I gave up trying, okay, because I didn't have the picture. Mm -hmm. When I got in, and it was, Scripture's kind of cryptic at that point. Um, The prophets, the recovery of Isaiah 61 restoration, understanding the larger story, and the steps gave me a picture from which I could assemble the pieces, and now it's making sense more and more. Mm -hmm. The larger story fits right into that. It asks the question, why is life so hard? Anyway. Hey, do you want to talk about that? The book? Sure. The uh, What did you think about it? Did that have anything for you in it? You're talking about the book, The Epic by John Eldridge. Epic by John Eldridge. Yeah, so it uh, takes that big picture view of all of life starting before creation, as you already said, and then you... The t- discussion about fellowship, which you referenced, but I would highly recommend that people pick up this book. The, the ep- Is it The Epic or Epic? Epic. Epic. Epic by, by John Eldridge. By John Eldridge. John Eldridge, ransomedheart.com or Ransomed Heart Ministries. And also I recommend the study guide, Epic Study Guide, because Epic reads a little bit like Shakespeare. I love the way Eldridge writes, but it's flowing. The study guide gives you the Cliff Notes. Mm-hmm. This is important to get because it's reality. We'll come back to reality, the four realities later. Um, in the in the w- here's how the larger stories affected me. Before I think I was opting out of duty, operating out of obligation, trying to do these things to sin less and do good more. And eventually I had to do all of these things all the time and it became the gospel of sin management. Mm -hmm. It means I'm beating myself up for not doing these things right and why can't I keep my spirit and my mind and body clean and all this. And at some point with surrender came a miraculous letting him do the work in me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as I believed and I saw myself in a cosmic battle of good and evil, it's the battle for my heart. It's the battle for every, everybody else's hearts. Have you ever heard the phrase, uh, uh, be kind to everyone you know, because 
everyone you meet is fighting their own battle. Battle. Mm -hmm. That's the battle for the heart of, mm -hmm. amongst us all is the broken human race. Mm -hmm. uh, we just want to tell them that the guy has won the war mm -hmm. and he's, the ending is good. Just believe in that and fight with his strength, not your own. It's the gospel. I would say this, that if you're out there and you feel like you're struggling and you're just trying to do good and you're trying to live according to, you know, almost the gospel of works, I do want to say this, don't stop doing good uh, because we all appreciate it when you do good. However, that is not what your walk with God is made up of. It's better to be filled with the Holy Spirit have him living through you, bearing what the Bible says, the fruit of the Spirit, then you don't have to white-knuckle it and try to be a top performer in the kingdom. It's rather more organic where he's doing it through you. There really is something to the idea of let go and let God, but it doesn't mean you stop doing good works, for example. You're just now doing it out of the joy and empowerment of the Holy Spirit rather than trying to do it just to be a good little boy. Does that make sense? It does. As a matter of fact, I pondered that very idea of the strength and power behind us when it no longer becomes a duty, but then becomes a natural river of life, a joy flowing yes. from us. And you know what the difference is? The person, knowing mm. the person personally, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, and one thing. Um, so I, I must talk about the 12 steps and the larger story in conjunction, okay? Uh, for my journey in recovery, the 12 steps have changed me so deeply that they cannot be. I have seen so much healing in the rooms of the 12 steps. They cannot be a product of human origin. They can't have been invented by Bill W. and Dr. Bob, some 1930s. Um, uh, Richard Rohr describes this in his book, Breathing Underwater. There's another book recommendation. Richard Rohr was a, uh, a Catholic priest Breathing Underwater, A Spiritual Guide to the Twelve Steps. And it presents an understanding of the Twelve Steps as, as real healing in the world today. And this is where a lot of my puzzle pieces fell into place. Um, I was given the picture, okay, just start now. Um, back in the days when Jesus walked the earth, he healed people right and left. Bing, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Peter and Paul, even on the steps of the temple and other things. So the healing was going on. And then the church is formed. And here we are 2,000 years later. Are people getting healed within the doors of the church as much as they were? Can't say so, you know, mm -hmm. probably not. But what I can tell you is in the rooms of the 12 steps, people are getting healed right and left mm -hmm. from a big burden, a big demon that's been in their life and crushing them and destroying them. So if you talk about where the gospel is alive, you look where Jesus is healing people. Mm -hmm. Funny thing about the 12 steps is they don't really say God, Jesus, doctrine, theologically. And sometimes that's even, you keep that to yourself. Make no mistake, it's God that's healing his people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it happen. Right. Uh, again, Richard Rohr and the 12 steps, because they're getting healed in record numbers, that's the gospel at work. Mm -hmm. I'm looking there, and it gives you such joy. Remember, we're in chapter 3, which is called The Battle for the Heart. Mm -hmm. And he's rescuing people over there. When I see this kind of real rescue, real God movement of God, and I am called up into it out of my heart to share my brokenness, to help others, that's huge. Mm -hmm. I'm called up instead of out of 
duty, obligation, the gospel of sin management. Mm-hmm. That's what the larger story has done for me. I didn't see it happening for the last decade. My, my label, A Man in Search of His Heart, has been for 10 years. Easy. Mm-hmm. And I asked my wife and kids, big difference. Mm. She told me I was a good man this morning. That goes straight to the man's heart. That's good. Speaking of going to a man's heart, we have a, uh, in the larger story, and in telling of the larger story going into the heart, a new organization has come up that's doing the same thing that John Eldridge wrote about in all of his books. We'll have to have a book recommendation right here at the end. Mm-hmm. They're called Wellspring Group. And uh, my church at uh, Wildwood, led by Pastor David McNeely, we are bringing men to another version, an interactive, a deep walk into the larger story as a team of men, led by wellspringgroup.org. And as they go into the larger story, preaching it and sharing it and telling it, just like I've outlined here and very deep and more clarification, with intensely powerful movie clips and transcendent moments with God. And it's moving and it's powerful because it is, it is the Holy Spirit. It is the gospel, make no mistake. And when they take the larger story, they quantify it into four realities that you take home and live out of. These aren't theoretical to me. These aren't just something, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'll try it on or whatever. I've been living it for the last 10 years and understood it before they were ever quantified into the four realities. And here they are. I'll just share you the four realities out of uh, wellspringgroup.org. Reality one, God has chosen you for his larger love story. Mm. God has chosen you for his larger love story. Chosen before time, I might add. That's another sermon. Speaks to his mystery. (laughs) Reality two, you have a part to play that is yours and yours alone. If you don't find the way, no one will. You have a part to play that is yours and yours alone. If you don't find the way, no one will. To me, that motivates me. That sends me on something that, come on, I'm part of a bigger team. I'm part of a warrior spirit. We need you in this fight. Reality three, evil will hunt you. Just look at the world today. The prince of this world is sadly doing very well. But not to focus on that too much, but we do focus on reality four. A fellowship desires to protect you. A fellowship desires to protect you. Desires implies that we must participate. The fellowship is explained so well. I I didn't get it like this at first. The fellowship at the top is the trinity. And, and at the bottom is the word, much like the operating manual for flying an airplane, for operating anything in a healthy manner. In there is the body of Christ, the humans on this level, our, our, our closer friends, our church and everything. And it even includes the great cloud of believers in heaven as referenced in Hebrews. But that's the fellowship and it's alive and it's active and it's interactive. Trinity, the word, the body and the believers. Mm-hmm. And when you look at, look at these four realities as to explain how to make it through this life when it's so hard, I'm telling you, it works. Mm. I'm telling you, it brings life. It brings purpose. It brings understanding to get you through the hard times, to have 
gratitude and joy in the simplest things of God. I have to talk about the 12 steps versus the eight principles. I've spoken a lot about the 12 steps. Richard Rohr will will thoroughly explain the spirituality in the 12 steps. The eight principles are what Celebrate Recovery uses. And they were rewritten out of the Beatitudes to follow the miracle of 12 steps by Pastor Rick Warren, Saddleback Church, California, with the assistance of John Baker. But they rewrote the 12 steps to become the eight principles. The CR uses them. They're, they're interchangeable. Uh, if, if Celebrate Recovery follows a Christian belief that Jesus and the Trinity are our higher power, then they would reference more the Bible and scripture and everything. And that's the beauty of it. So it's interesting in comparison, let's just take step 12. Step 12 says, having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So you had a spiritual experience as a result of the steps. Now, principle eight says, yield myself to be God to use to bring this good news to others, both by my example and by my words. So, Spiritual experience, yield myself to God, equals result of these steps, bringing the good news. You see, Richard Rohr said it's all the gospel anyway. It's just the gospel at work in the world around us. So you got to see, I hope you see, what I see. Uh, the 12 steps and the eight principles. It's recovery. It's the gospel. Uh, come see. Come and see. That's what Jesus said as he was walking around the lake Come and see. So talk about the fellowship angle to the guy who thinks that he doesn't have to go to church, he doesn't have to join a church, he doesn't have to be in a church, but he just has his own thing going with God and he can pray out in the woods while he's sitting in a deer stand. You know, interesting you mention that, that uh, because out in the woods in a deer stand is some of the holiest places in the world for me. Mm-hmm. Jesus went up on the mountains all the time, but he came back to his people. Mm-hmm. No, you can't walk this walk alone, or you think you can. Try it in fellowship, right? Uh, people are necessary. The fellowship of the communities that we get in together, uh, the brothers and sisters, here's what's done it for me in the steps. You have to walk through it with another person. Mm-hmm. You have to walk through your dirt and your surrender. Oh, as a matter of fact, when you've crashed and burned at the very most terrible times, we call it our bottom. When people come around you and hug you and love you in community. Mm-hmm. And as you grow up in that community of healing, here's a favorite word in this community. This is the community. This is the church. This is the recovery organization. This is the people that are joining together to do the 12 steps. One of the first things that they've said forever is we're going to love you until you know how to love yourself. Hmm. Love you until you can love yourself. So don't be a loner. Try that. And we all have hurts, habits, or hangups. Mm-hmm. All of them. The 12 steps aren't just for a raging alcoholic or what, what mm-hmm. have you. Any hurt, any hangup, worked out in community, it's the most amazing church in the world. Speaking of these 12-step groups, how do we find them? Uh, Google these two things. Google when and where. 12-step meetings near me, and Google Celebrate Recovery near me. 
And those are communities that are living and thriving and learning of the 12 steps. And they are of God. They have healed me in synergy with Jesus. And it's the larger story. Why is life so hard? Did I answer your question, Doug? Why is life so hard? (laughs) Summarize it for our new listeners. You have an enemy. Reality three. Mm -hmm. That's why life's so hard. Evil will haunt you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of my favorite parts of the book, the epic, was the creation. And one of the things that that John Eldridge does in this book, Epic, is that he references a lot of other stories, you know, and movies. Oh, yeah. And classical literature. But he sets that up in a really good way by saying that the reason that over the eons people have responded well to stories is because... God created the original story it's and then written. It echoes right on down through. They're echoes of eternity in our hearts. We were created in, in his image. Mm-hmm. And if he has been telling a larger story from day one, mm-hmm. and we have our own, our stories, our smaller stories are significant. Mm-hmm. Your, your story is significant to you, is it not? As mm-hmm. is mine to me. And so we're all woven with story. Mm-hmm. Do you see the significance of story? Yeah. And the classic ones like uh, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and great movies, you know, mm-hmm. they just speak to this larger story. Yeah. So he taps into those touchstones that a lot of people will be familiar with. And he's not saying that, oh, wow, you know, this movie or that movie is like 100% Christian. He's not coming from that angle. He's coming from the idea that this is a story that resonated through millions of people. Why? Well, it's because it is a it is a maybe a poor reflection of God's true larger story. It's uh, exactly they all. It's like they all point to the larger story. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous line. Uh, that I saw again at the end of uh, Saving Private Ryan, Mm -hmm. very bloody movie. Mm -hmm. It's about combat. If you think life is hard, watch the opening scene of hitting Omaha Beach. For some people, life is Omaha Beach. Mm -hmm. Reality three, evil will hunt you. Mm -hmm. And uh, But at the end where uh, Captain Miller, played by Tom Hanks, rescues Matt Damon, Private Ryan, and takes a bullet at the same time and he's dying. Captain, uh, he died to save Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. He gave his life like Jesus did to save us. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he looks his dying breath to the young man and says, earn it. When I got earn it about the life that I've been given in my bottom, mm-hmm. it made me weep the other day when I saw it because I have. It was the Spirit saying, come on, you've been given something. Mm-hmm. You've been given a new life. Don't throw it away. Mm-hmm. It called me up to something higher. That's the larger story. We're in a battle. We're in a fight here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. So uh, to pick up a copy of that book, Epic, by John Eldridge. And I said I also like the creation portion where it kind of makes reference to if you look at the creation, if you didn't know there was a creation before and you didn't understand the earth and take it for granted like we all tend to do now, 
if you just thought of it like it was new to you, the idea that, oh, wow, there's waterfalls and thunderstorms and there's sharks and there's bears and there's lions and there's grass and there's sunlight and there's warmth and there's color and there's flowers and there's food and flavors. I mean, really, this earth is bursting forth with gods life. and nations. Uh, yes. Life, yes. And it's not it's not an accident, is it? Mm-hmm. It can't be. No. The joy of that. Do you, when you get out of creation, Doug, does it fill you the way you do? Just describe those things because it fills me. Only if I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you pay attention. Uh, well, like those... many people, I'm probably on the way to the next thing, you know. So, yeah, you got to stop and smell the roses. The funny thing you say about paying attention, I hear my father speaking through the voice of the father these days, and mm-hmm. my dad has been gone for a long time. But he had this little hand gesture and he did when it was pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my father both tell me to pay attention. That means I go through life with a little more clarity, mm-hmm. you know. I want to talk about Ransomed Heart. I want to talk about the books by John Eldridge. Everybody, is this where you tell them to grab a pencil? Because mm-hmm. I got to recommend first Epic and the Epic Study Guide by John Eldridge. Then I must recommend Wild at Heart also by John Eldridge. Anything you can find a synopsis of his works at his website, which is ransomedheart.com. One word, Ransomed Heart. But the books are for sale on Amazon. That's where they're going and for sale. Uh, that's the best place to get them. Speaking of books, I quoted Richard Rohr was the author of the book, Breathing Underwater, A Spiritual Guide to the 12 Steps. Essential reading. Don't forget to find 12-step group recoveries near you by where and when 12-step groups near me or celebrate recovery near me. And it's so amazing. I am so thrilled to be here in this journey. I got to talk one more thing about God's mystery. Mm -hmm. When you get in creation, do you see his mystery? Mm -hmm. How he could do this? Um, I take part often in interjected discussions about theology and what's truth and what's educated. And some people say that uh, they got it all down and they explain it all with theology and this is the way God works. And I go, you got it all figured out then, don't you? Mm -hmm. There's no room for the mystery. And my phrase, the way I said is, don't mess with my mystery. (laughs) And one of the favorite things is paradoxes. Uh, Paradoxes like in dying, you will have life. In giving, you will receive. Mm -hmm. And especially in steps one, two, three, in surrender, you will have victory. But the one I've heard recently that's really good is uh, out of the book by David Paulison, the book's title, How Does Sanctification Work? He says, here's a paradox. We are 100% responsible to get up, suit up, make good choices, do good works, keep our pay attention Right. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we are 100% dependent upon this outside source in our life. Now, that's a paradox, isn't it? 100% responsible and 100% dependent. Mm-hmm. And as for anybody that's uh, looking to live in and learn about the larger story, I can tell you where to go. Uh, wellspringgroup.org. Google wellspringgroup.org. Two G's in there. We have been. Uh, Uh, friends of mine and my pastor at Wildwood Church have recently leaned into the program that Wellspring offers. 
Um, funny, 10 years ago, when I became a man in search of my heart, my life first is Proverbs 4, 23. Guard your heart above all else, for from it flows the wellspring of life. That's where the name comes from. And that happened about two to three years after the awakening of 2005, about the time I became a man in search of my heart. And so now it's coming around the circle, coming around the solar system again, the larger story. And uh, I found it again. It, it, well, I've been living in it, which is why it really never died. But it's the retreats. It's the telling the story. It's the season of sharing it with other men through programs that take you in a way an immersion program. That's what we did for years with Return to Glory, and that's what Wellspring does. But much better than what we did it is Wellspring has a follow-on program of intentional relating and living from the heart and living in the four realities. Remember, Reality one, two, three, and four that I described earlier, that came from Wellspring. So because of that, I'll tell you, my marriage, my relationships, that wonderful season in mine has come alive. I'm back in this with the larger story. They're giving it legs at Wellspring, and my pastor at Wildwood Church uh, has gotten us into this, and we are taking a men now from Wildwood Church in Tallahassee and leaning into this program and we're going to come back and we're going to do it again and come back and live out of the heart Mm -hmm. in the four realities. So Wellspring is doing it very well because of their follow-on program. We used to leave these retreats back in the day with a mountaintop high and you're really great. You're fired up. It's up to you to get phone numbers, stay in touch. How are we going to do it? Well, for me, I came home and started doing retreats. For me, I came in. I was already living in the womb of a relating and honest and sincere and transparent group. My church on Friday called Celebrate Recovery. But other guys would come home hungry. Where do we go? What do we do? How do we live out of this? Well, Wellspring's given it legs Mm. and given it intentional after care, after the program with a comprehensive thing that takes it, you know, months, years down the road. And after you live it in, in, in your heart for 10 years, I'm telling you, life just works out. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it. We're doing it at Wildwood Church in Tallahassee up on, up on Ox Bottom Road. Pastor David McNeely and Bill Harper are leading a group of men into the larger story. So I recommend that. It's a river of life. It's living water. And it's the gospel, man. I'm telling you, all I got to say is it has brought me such life. I cannot keep it a secret. Mm. Well, we've been talking with Bill Harper, and the topic today was the larger love story. And if you'd like more information, he's already shared some websites like wellspringgroup.org and ransomedheart.com. But there's also a Facebook group. More and more people are getting involved in Facebook groups these days. And Bill Harper has a Facebook group. It's called The Larger Love Story, just the topic we've been talking about today. So if you go on Facebook and you look up the larger love story then you'll find this local facebook group anything you want to say about that bill it's uh it's the love story it's the larger story yes come see us there and look up these other things tell me what you hear when you hear the larger story all right post it look it up the larger love story group on facebook that's bill harper and for wave 94 i'm doug apple